Welcome to Wax Half Full, episode 45. I'm your host, Wax, here with my co-host, Ads, as always. Producer Keith in the background, making sure everything sounds good. Ads, how you doing? Uh, as usual, I am tired, but I have a reason to be tired this time. Um, so, uh, obviously, I know that, you know, Wax Half Full records on Saturday mornings, you know, and I, I need to sleep relatively early to make sure I am here on time. Awake, alert, ready to perform my absolute best, as terrible as that is. Um, but I started watching the uh, new Netflix doco, not doco, sorry, it's just a TV show, Squid Game. I, I don't know how new it is. Is it new? Did it just come out? Yeah, I think it's pretty new. I only started hearing about it yeah, a couple of uh, couple of days ago, so I, I guess it's new. Okay, it's, it's, I'm not like super behind times in it. Um so this is a Netflix show. Do you know anything about it? Because it is a Korean show. Like, it's, is it hyped up in Korea as well, or is it just a, is it just the Australia, not Australia, I guess Western thing? Because it's the big, it's the biggest thing in in Australia. Right yeah. Now anyway. So yeah. So I I hadn't heard about it at all, and then a couple of days ago I started seeing it trending on Twitter, and I looked up what it was, and I was like, oh, it's a K drama they made for Netflix. And I, and I was like, oh, maybe this is just one of those things that's only big on Twitter. And then I started, like, you know, going to Korean websites and Korean forums. Some people are posting about it. So, yeah, I, I guess it is legit big in Korea, too, and, and internationally. Okay, yeah. So, for those who haven't watched it, the essential premise is something akin to, I guess, like, kind of like Saw in that you play, there's like a minigame uh, themed. And if they take people who have incredible debts or other issues in their life. They put them in all in a room together, and they make them play games. But the games are very simplistic games that you would have played as a child. So think the Korean versions of like tag. Um, the, the 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 reasoning of the name title is Squid Game. I guess is a is a similar thing to like tag in Korea. I've, I've never heard of it outside of Korea. I assume it's yeah. not big. Yeah, that's actually actually too boomer for me. I never played it. I, I know some okay. side it. I didn't. I didn't watch it, but it's. It was popular enough that while reading Korean forums, I just came across a bunch of memes. So like the game where they like make this candy and you gotta like break it out. Oh yeah, yeah. That that seemed like Cold War uh, war boomer shit. Yeah, yeah. That's like I was at the tail end of that. Like no one does that shit anymore. But like I was just old enough to see a couple of people selling that and trying it myself. I'm like, this one, this candy fucking sucks. It's really, really poverty era. So I'll explain the game. Basically, it, it's like a, I want to say it's a caramel, but they also put some baking soda in it. So it's very bubbly. So it's not like a hard toffee. It's like an aerated, very soft, crispy kind of caramel wafer. But they also, they'll print this pattern in it, like a star or like, you know, this, or, you know, it's like a shape, like an animal face in it before it's done cooling. And then it comes out, and the game is you sort of have to try to like break away the pieces so you get, you can uh, extract that shape from the circular disc. And if you do that, you you just win. You know you don't win anything. It's just like a little mini game you play with it. And anyway, I just want to say it sucks. It tastes like burnt caramel, basically. I mean, burnt caramel is fine, but there's a lot better uh, mass manufactured candies if you wanted it. It truly is a cold cold war relic, a poor country relic. Yeah, that's what that's what I would have thought it was. Um, what is caramel? Oh, yes. Anyway, the I know what caramel is, but what is it? Yeah. It's uh, it's sugar cooked to a temperature. Okay, so that, that's basically what yeah. it is. Yeah, they just say yeah. that they heat up sugar. Okay, yeah. I didn't know if caramel then, was like something. No. no, caramel is just like 
almost burnt sugar, but not to. The, it's not fully burnt. It's you cook it to the degree where it chemically undergoes some change and it tastes better. Damn, that's crazy. Sugar really is God's yeah. nectar. So I'm just going to explain this show because I only read the. Uh, I only know this from memes, but I sort of get the point. So mm-hmm. yeah, but so they play these children's games, and if you survive to the end, you win money. But if you fail, you literally die. They they shoot you with guns. I think right. Is that they kill you in this? In yeah, this yeah, show? they just shoot you. Like, yeah. yeah. So it so to me it sounded like a combination. It's like a mishmash of like Saw, uh, Battle Royale, or like Hunger Games, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And, and kind of, I don't know if this this is probably a two boomer reference. Maybe Keith will know this one. You remember Cube, Keith? The Cube or Hypercube? I forgot what, they, what it was called. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A, it's a little... Only I I've never seen it, but there was recently the last few years there was like an indie game like a multiplayer indie game based on the movie yeah yeah cube was basically a movie that wasn't that big in the west i think but it was actually surprisingly big in korea so i wouldn't be surprised if they just if they uh, riffed off of it because there's a lot of random western movies that are just like more popular in korea and cube was one of those so cube is like the saw basically but uh it's people in this prison and they gotta escape and they have to move from room to room in this cube prison and each room has a different puzzle or a different kind of death trap so it's mm-hmm. it's sort of like so it's it's all in this big genre of like you know what is it survival what do you call it survival horror puzzle horror is puzzle horror a genre puzzle I, horror? I, I like puzzle horror I, I like the way you like just puzzle horror survival i don't think survival horror is good puzzle horror let's go with puzzle horror yeah so i watched like seven episodes of that in one night no, so, so, it's, so was it good yeah it's surprisingly honestly my friends were talking about it and i've been kind of out of the anime scene this season nothing really piqued my interest in the new anime so i was trying this thing called 3d and um mm. uh yeah like i thought it would be trash not because it was like anything but because like i guess i'm not a fan of saw like i i, I like okay have you watched so? Uh, I've only watched the first one, so I, I I get the point. I don't know where it's. I know that it has lore and like stories now, and like Jigsaw has an heir and all this shit. But I only yeah, saw yeah. one. But uh, I don't need to see one, right? Pretty much. Um, okay. I'm not that big into Saw, but my friend is a massive Saw fan. Like we were, they they made a Saw themed escape room in Melbourne. We we went to that. Um, mm-hmm. so he's a massive Saw head. So like. He loves Saw. He yeah. watched all the Saws. He makes me go to the movie sometimes with him to watch it. Um, I'm not that big of a fan of horror in general. And I guess I'm not a fan of the gore. So mm-hmm. I, I wasn't like fully keen on this, but I started watching anyways. The description was it was really like weird. The, the show was weird. That's what I was told. But good. And so I started watching it and I got hooked. Um, the, the good thing about it is it's not gory, right? Like, So if you're wor- worried that it's like Saw in terms of like the gore level, um, there's basically no gore, as far as I know. I've watched seven episodes, so there are two okay. more episodes, I think. So don't, you know. But if you okay. do want to watch it, I recommend it. It's pretty good. Okay, so it's not one of those things where you start to watch, where it's like, it's addictive, but you know it's bad. It's act- it's addictive. Because there's shows like that, right? There's a show you start watching yeah. and you think to yourself, this isn't that good, but it's it has this sort of entertaining, addictive quality, so you got to watch the end. This is actually, you think it's a, it's really good and worthy of being number one in uh, in Australia, is it, you said? Yeah, I, I assume I don't know how uh, Netflix gets these. I'm pretty sure they BS it just to like promote their Netflix, uh, um, Netflix originals. <laughs> but yeah, it's the number yeah. one in Australia right now. 
Yeah, that's why I'm skeptical because I remember seeing that it was also number one on the Netflix uh, USA charts or whatever. How, however, they make that list, right? I don't know if it's by, I, you know, how many people have seen it, but I I don't fully trust it because I thought just a couple of years, like a year ago, we were complaining about how movies with subtitles didn't do well. Like, wasn't that the entire discourse around Parasite that people people didn't go see it even though it was really good because people were like, I don't know. Yeah, Americans are dumb and don't want to read subtitles. Um, I guess that is the point. I think the thing with movies versus TV shows, I think I think there's more acceptance of watching a TV show at home with subtitles than it is of going to the movies and watching something with subtitles, in my opinion. Oh, I thought it'd be the other way around because a really? lot of people, the way they, they use TV is... It's like background noise. It's this thing you don't want to pay full attention to. Whereas the movie, you go there thinking, okay, I'm going to like, this is all I can focus on. You, you know, you don't have to take your phone out. So I thought like actually uh, mm, like, the movie is the place where a subtitled movie would, would, a subtitled piece would do well. Whereas TV is the hard sell. Sorry, Keith, you want to say something about that? Uh, I was just going to say, so the, the subtitles thing is a, it's like a, like a historical precedent, really. It's not like a, it's not a hard and fast rule and it's probably changing. It's, it's the same as, so like middle America doesn't go to see movies with subtitles, uh, is the same sort of thing as like, you can't have black leads or a female lead and stuff like that. It's just, it's something that was historically true because it was dominated by like, uh, the movies were dominated to be marketed towards like the plainest, widest audience possible. Uh, so, I mean, things like that are changing. So we'll probably see more um, like foreign language stuff with subtitles uh, pick up and be like super popular uh, in the coming years. Yeah. Also, wasn't yeah, Parasite know. really popular? Or was um, it like a... It's, it's one of those things where it's the it's again the Twitter discourse versus real life, right? I got I'll look up how much it grows. Two hundred fifty nine million USD. Okay, that's actually really good. I mean, it's not it's really good for a uh, what should I say uh, Oscar bait film. It's not really good for you know it's not good for a blockbuster. So I'll, yeah, that's pretty good actually. Although I don't know how much of that was US. Parasite was popular fifty three mil in US in the sense of like what it is right it's not popular in the sense it's not like a summer blockbuster it's not going to make 500 uh, million to like a billion dollars or something like that okay so so ads just said it's 53 million in the united states which actually makes a lot of sense that's about how much you know foreign language artsy films get in, in the u.s like yeah. that's that's about par that's not like better or worse than what you oh. expect i i um i think in australia anyways that movie got like a second wind after it went through its original run, at least for my friends and I. Like, I'd heard of it, then I'd never watched it at the cinemas. I can't remember why we never watched it. We were going to watch it in the cinemas, but we never ended up doing it. And then something happened and it re-blew up on Twitter or something. And then we ended up watching it at a friend's house after we rented it for like five bucks. Um, so, yeah, I, I guess we watched it. After the cinematic run, I just want to say, in contrast, so like that same year, probably the big, the other second biggest 
uh, artsy foreign language film was Portrait of a Lady on Fire, which is a French film. And that also won a bunch of, that also got a bunch of nominations, but for, you know, this reason or that reason, it didn't blow up the way Parasite did. And that made like 10 million worldwide. So even, even among these artsy, like among these artsy foreign language films, Parasite just did like exceptionally well and doing exceptionally well is making like 50 million in the States. So that's not, so that's sort of like the ceiling it has, I feel. Okay. Yeah. I I think, yeah, right. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah, but so maybe Netflix is different. Maybe Netflix skews toward a younger, more tech savvy audience. I mean, I maybe that's I is that, that a bad assumption to make? Because like tech, I think it is. because yeah, you, yeah, you, well, is maybe a couple Netflix years ago tech savvy. Yeah, yeah, maybe a couple years well, ago, the, but now I think Netflix is boomer enough. Yeah, everyone uses it now. It's all it's integrated into your TVs now. Like basically, mm-hmm. they sell it to you. Like it, it, your cable box and your remote control lets you like voice into it now. That's what I hear. Yeah. Um... So I guess you can't really believe how popular it is on Netflix from Netflix themselves, but I've heard a lot of conversation about it. My friends have been yeah. talking about it, so I think it's relatively good. People should watch if they think yeah. it's good. Um, I think it's one of the yeah. I, like I'll know if I hear about it in a casual conversation among people who are like not my not my age. If people are outside of my demo talk about it, you know, you knew Game of Thrones is popular because like everyone was talking about it, and not yeah. not just the nerds. Like the normies are talking about it. That's one of the things that I find. Suddenly brought up Game of Thrones. That's one of the things that I find. And I guess it's because, you know, I don't go to school anymore and at the time Game of Thrones. But you don't have the, I guess, the the hype run for a TV show. There, ha- there hasn't been a hype run for a TV show since Game of Thrones, really, where everybody's discussing this TV show. It's a weekly occurrence. People like, the thing is just such culturally massive TV show. Like for me, growing up, it was Game of Thrones. There was, there was Game of Thrones. There was um, Breaking Bad. I, I guess that just the relationship I had at the time in in, in a classroom, you know, discussing with friends at all times. But yeah. I guess with the the rise and fall of you know traditional television and Netflix and the like pushing instant episodes, you know, like we drop the ten episodes, you you get to watch them as fast as you want and then move on. You don't get that mm-hmm. same hype. Yeah, I feel like uh, me and producer Keith, and I think maybe maybe Cam, former podcast guest Cam Cameron, we were talking about this earlier, and I was I was talking about maybe this uh, the idea of this monoculture is over, the idea of a huge show that'll dominate everyone's attention, and then but then then you realize I think I don't know if it's Keith who said this, but uh, it's only been two years since that since it ended, right? Game of Thrones was it three years? And it's inevitably something's going to come around again. There won't be something like that every year, but it's too early to say that because of streaming that there's no, it's not going It hasn't been that long, at least. But basically, you know, the argument was that it hasn't been long enough to conclusively say that streaming has killed these dominant shows that everyone watches. Like eventually, given enough time, one of them will come around yeah. again. Yeah, right. fair enough. Sorry, Keith, what were you going to say? Uh, I was going to, going back to whether you can believe Netflix about their they're like top 10 lists or whatever uh, it is on there. Um, I think you can trust it somewhat that there isn't, it's based on like an actual like viewing metric, I guess um, on the platform because and the only, the only reason I would say this is because uh, manifest television show uh, was canceled by 
NBC, I think it was. I think it was an NBC show and it was canceled. And they were at the time it was in the top 10. I think it might've been number one or it was just like in the top 10 season. One of the show was on Netflix and it was canceled after season two. And then the studio started shopping it around and Netflix was one of the major parties that was first interested in picking it up for a revival because of the way that it was trending in the top 10 on Netflix. And then talks died down. And then season two was added, I believe, to Netflix. And it sort of continued. It was in the top 10 for like two months or something like that. Um, And talks came back and Netflix eventually picked up the show for for another season. It was either canceled after two or three seasons. I forget. I think it got picked up for like a fourth and final season or something like that. Um, but Netflix like revived the show just because of how long it lasted in the top 10 list. So it is based off of some real viewing metric, whatever that might be. It's not just Netflix making stuff up for the sake of it. All right. All right. Well, that that makes sense, I suppose. I still don't trust Netflix. Um, Speaking of untrustworthy sources, we're going to continue with our movie theme or movie and television theme and talk about our new topic, next topic, which is the fact there's going to be a Super Mario Brothers animated film coming next year. Um, The cast list include Chris Pratt as Mario, Jack Black as Bowser. Unfortunately, the link that... Wax gave me... Oh, there it is. Anna Taylor-Joy as Peach. Charlie Day as Luigi. Keegan-Michael Key as Toad. Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong. I'm not going to read the rest. Um, those, are the, those are the stars, anyways. Um, what do you guys think? Wax, what do you think? As the resident well, boomer. Oh, man. Like, I, I really enjoyed like watching it live on as it was announced at Nintendo Direct and just seeing like everyone just go, go insane in terms of, like, what the fuck? And that was my reaction, too, at first. But then I thought, ah, that's, that's like this. Perfect. This makes perfect sense. It, it makes perfect, perfect sense to do this. Basically, what didn't make sense was Nintendo's like prior attitude for decades, where they wouldn't give away their IP for anything. That was actually in, in like in context of how media works. That was the odd thing. Like if Nintendo had been a different company, this would have been made like so many years ago. Because this is what everyone does. This is what everyone does with their IP. It's like you know, there's a there's a Charlie Brown movie. There was a Lego movie. Actually, Lego movie is the one that reminds me of most. Lego like does the IP very, very well. Yeah. I, I would almost think that the reason that they want to make this is not so much, you know, stuff like the Pokemon movie or the Sonic movie, because those don't really have like, you know, all-star cast. I mean, they have a couple of star actors to lead it, but I feel like what they actually looked at in terms of how is this going to work is probably like the Lego movie in terms of like, did you see the Lego movie? I've seen a, a one or two of them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, they're very lighthearted, very mirthful, very, like, they're not, you know, great art, but they're just perfectly entertaining, you know, perfectly fine, nothing wrong with them. So I feel like those are the ones they looked at when they thought, oh, shit, like, you know, this works, and we just... The Lego movie also, it has, like, a needlessly star-studded cast. It also, you know, coincidentally stars Chris Pratt as as the lead, but it also has a bunch of, like, you know, like, why are these actors in this, like, I guess... Is it because they like Lego? Is it they, they pay them a lot of money? Maybe they, they just did it out of sentimentality. But yeah, that, that's what it reminded me of, me of a lot. Yeah. Um, I think the one thing I have about 
Nintendo, good thing they bought is Nintendo is such a boomer company when it comes to their IP. But then I think about it, and maybe that boomer mentality helped them in a really roundabout way, just because they allowed to do things. Nintendo get um more leeway than every other gaming company on earth. Like I, no one knows why, but they just have that cultural like attachment that lets lets them not have Bluetooth on the Switch for. T- six seven years and then just update the drivers and be like okay here we go here you go here's some bluetooth even though it was already built into the to the you know contr- like software or into yeah. the console they've, rather yeah they've, they've normal they've normalized the fact that they're idiosyncratic basically like like over time they've beaten into the fans that we're not normal and you gotta deal with it and e- even their dumb things like what you just said now so, like they established a precedent that they're weird who made the, the detective pikachu show or movie. What do you mean? Who? Like which company made it? Uh, you was mean it like the, the production company yeah, or, production or company. was it Illumination well, as well? Uh, I don't know. Go go, go look it up while I, while I saw for time. No, it wasn't. It was someone else. <laughs> okay, never mind. I guess the, the difference is that Detective Pikachu is supposed to be a live action movie, right? Obviously, yeah, yeah, different. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, that's why Lego Movie, I think, is the more apt comparison here. Yeah, but I, I didn't think Detective Pikachu would... I, okay, this was probably stupid now that I think about it. But I didn't think Detective Pikachu would be so big, but it was massive. It was um, a... Ma- uh, actually, here we go again doing, like, what's what's a good number? It did, like, 500 million, right? Which is, I guess, is pretty good. Uh, it only did 433 million. But I, I think yeah. it was better than I expected, to be honest. Like, again, I'm in tune with the uh, the Twitter culture. The cultural mm-hmm. Twitter powerhouse of canceling every TV show movie that seems to be any little bit of fun. This fun isn't allowed. Um, so, like, people shat on that movie, shat on Ryan Reynolds as the Pikachu. I didn't watch it obviously in um, in cinemas because I have morals um, and not because I was lazy. And I ended up watching it on a on a plane, like. You know how you do. It was not that bad. You know what I would say in terms of like kids movies, and in terms of like video game movies, because it is, I guess, a video game. I'd rate it in the top five video game movies of all time. Yeah, I mean, people were shitting on it before it came out, but then everyone watched it. They were like, no one actually. I don't think anyone praised it greatly, but people were like, oh, this is okay. This is perfectly fine entertainment. I feel like the tables have turned in the last few years. Uh, maybe uh, this is just recency bias, but that's what I'm talking about, I guess, right? The last, I want to say, five years, like, video game movies went from being always absolute crap. I suppose, uh, well, I, I didn't watch the World of Warcraft movie, but I heard it was pretty bad. It was terrible. But yeah, but it, it went from you know World of Warcraft being the standard to these perfectly adequate movies, I would say. Like... Um, what, what did we have lately? So it's Detective Pikachu. Pikachu, like, uh, like Sonic. Hmm? Did, did you watch... Uh, Sonic did... the Hedgehog, which was adequate. And uh, I think Mortal Kombat, everyone said was like, that was awesome. It wasn't no great shakes, but it, people said that was just adequate entertainment. So maybe we're, we were arrived at a place where the, you don't expect garbage anymore, but now you can start to expect, you know, like mediocre shit. I, I don't know. Am my friends love... Is my sample too me. small? Yeah, my, love, my friends love taking me to... Uh, not severe video game movies. Did you, Monster Hunter had a movie last year? It was fucking oh, that crap. 
terrible, okay, amazingly okay. terrible, like so incredibly terrible. You, you can't even imagine how bad it was. Um, the, the the director just, as far as I can tell, like I did some research. The director just directs movies with his wife in it, and I'm pretty sure they come as a package deal. And I don't think he's told his wife that she can't act, but she acts in the same character. He directs every movie like it's the same movie. It's fucking terrible. That was terrible. Um, you already said the the Need for Speed movie was fucking terrible. That Aaron Wait, was Paul. That Wait, was that? Yeah, it was like that. It was post Breaking Bad. Aaron Paul. So yeah, that's be relatively okay. recent. That was terrible. Before um, you continue, you can talk as much trash about Paul W S Anderson as you want to, but oh, this Mila no. Jovovich slander will not stand. Okay, I've only watched like two or three movies of hers, but. Actually, maybe more than that. I'm just looking up her, uh, her movies right now. Let me look up her movies, okay? So She's what movies is she in? An untouchable legend since the fifth element. Don't even know what the fuck that is. Whoa. Um, Boomer Boomer Hours. It's great. It's a great movie. You should watch it actually. I've no uh, it pro- probably is. Um okay. Hellboy, she was terrible in Hellboy. She was terrible in the Resident Evils that I watched. She was terrible in Monster Hunter. She she's just Bad. Maybe she was good in the nineties. Maybe she was, and then she just sold out like everybody does. But she was bad in the movies I watched. Sorry to say it. Well, I mean, and she, I don't know if she sold out. She only acts in her husband's movies, so I don't. I don't know. She sold in. Okay, that's the problem. She sold in. She needs to go experience other actors, other directors. All right. She needs somebody to tell her how it is. I don't actually know anything about her her and her husband, so I'll just a little assumption. And yeah. I think that's the that's the main point. Getting back to the the movie that we're supposed to be discussing, do you think Chris Pratt is a good fit? Uh yeah, I think so. I mean the the reason why like I'm not so skeptical about this is because I think it's gonna so people reacted to this poorly. That's because, the most hate, yeah. Yeah, well they reacted to, to I think people, I don't know if they reacted with hate or just they reacted with confusion and like, what, what the fuck? I think that was more the react. There's obviously people who are hating on it, but I, I thought it was more people being confused and wondering like, what the hell is this movie going to be? And that's why I go back to the Lego movie. When they announced there was going to be a Lego movie and people, I think people thought, like, how the hell are we going to make a movie out of Legos? Like there's no intrinsic plot to it. And then they just made one up out of nowhere and it worked out. So I think it's going to be like that. I think it's going to be very whimsical, very self-aware, very much. Uh, it's not going to be a story where they say this is the canonical story of Mario. It's going to be like we're going to use these characters and we're going to put them in this uh, story that sort of exists, you know, inside canon and outside canon at the same time. It's a very self-aware, inside jokey story, and I think Chris Pass is per- is perfect for that. I don't think they're going to say the version of the Mario in this movie we see is going to be the Mario going forward. That's still going to be like the silly uh, Italian plumber who never actually speaks in the games. I think that's going to be the regular Mario. And this is just going to be a funny interpretation of it. So I think it's fine. Like I, I, I thought maybe it's like, I'm going to the Lego movie too much, but I really enjoyed it. And I think if they can do it, you know, in that sort of direction, that sort of like creative direction, it, it should be fine. Yeah, um, I guess what my friends were saying was that the problem with Chris Pratt is he's no longer fat and fun. And he needs to get fat and fun. He needs to get, just like um, any good actor, he needs to get in character. and needs to get fat again. 
that's the only way you can uh, portray uh, Mario properly. Oh, are you, oh, so you're saying that his his star has risen too much these days, that now he's not likable anymore, like, regardless of how good he is at acting and good at voice acting. It's yeah, just that he taints, his image, his personal image taints the movie you're seeing. Mm, I, I guess if you're going from the, the Twitter perspective, obviously Twitter was hating on him and a few other, I think, Marvel yeah, actors for yeah, alleged he, or otherwise um, he Trump support. conservative. Conservative support, yeah. yeah. Um, wh- whether or not that's true, as far, far, I actually did research this yesterday. As far as I could tell, all, it's all alleged and there's basically no proof. And it's all like, um, I guess what you call circumstantial evidence. Um, it's because against, of his church. Oh, yeah. And he's, he's, isn't he uh, Hillsong? Yeah. Okay, if he's Hillsong, you already know he's insane. That's straight up. True. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm very familiar with Hillsong in allegedly, allegedly, um, in Australia, they are very powerful yeah. and very scary. So this is all yeah. alleged. Hillsong, don't come after me and kill me. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I guess Chris Pratt was like the the big one, and and then I thought Jack Black's browser seems hilariously good. I, the only thing I have a problem with this is I would have loved to see how bad a live action could have been about of this. Now that I think about I mean, it, I, I actually want video I mean, game movies to be bad. I mean, it, it existed. Have you not seen the original Mario Brothers movie from the 90s, the live no. action one? Are you not aware of this? No. Let me right, you need oh. to see it. Oh my god. So, so t- t- take your friends who love seeing video game movies and just arrange like uh, a viewing night for the original Mario Brothers movie. It, it's, it'll be your revenge. It's so fucking bad, but you, you need to see it. But, but you need to get smashed with your friends and see it because it has no redeeming qualities whatsoever. Okay, yeah. Once we get out of lockdown, I'll definitely do that. All right, put put that on your list. I'll I actually thought the, the I actually thought the um, Jack Black as Bowser was kind of. I mean, it's apt. It fits. I, I like it. But I thought Keegan Michael Key as Toad was actually what, my favorite bit of casting because Toad's like such like a scared and like you know, sort of like a wussy character in the games. And you sort of expect him to have a high-pitched voice, right? And then they cast Keegan-Michael Key, who is like, you know, a bit lower on the register. So I think it's going to be one of those things where the character and the voice don't match up in like a in like a really comedic way. So that was actually my favorite bit of casting. Uh, also, so you, Don- you, also, Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong, because Donkey Kong is a stoner now. It makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense now. See, you say this about Toad, but you have no problem with Chris Pratt as Mario, and Mario has the highest pitched voice. Um, well, I I listened to him in um, what is it? He's closer for like a like a middle high pitched tone as Emmett in Lego Movie. So I'm I'm sort of like that's sort of my calibration for it. He's actually such a silly like funny character in Lego Movie that I, I'm okay with Chris Pratt. You heard it here uh-huh. first. Wax is okay with Chris Pratt. Hear him. Get him Twitter. Yeah. yeah. So there's also another uh, sort of, I don't know, controversy narrative issue here, uh, which is just it's a it's just a thing with um, with animated movies in in general, like big budget animated movies, but in particular with um, with stuff like this. Where they even said that uh, Charles Martinet, the voice of Mario for forever, um, is doing uh, character voices for the movie. He's just not playing Mario. Um, But there's this issue where uh, people have sort of 
like wisened up to voice actors never getting roles in major animated movies because of the way that Hollywood casts towards as big of names as possible and voice actors, professional like voice actors don't have the sort of clout needed to get those roles and they'll never get them because they don't get the roles. So uh, that's another thing that I've seen going around is that people are upset by is this ongoing um, thing. And it, one of the other uh, examples that was given was the big deal that was made about Zendaya voicing Lola Bunny in the um, space, the new Space Jam, versus there was, um, I forget his name, but there was like a prolific voice actor who did several of the other characters, several of the other Looney Tunes, who got like no appreciation or acknowledgement or anything at all. You mean um, in that movie or yeah, like in, previously? In Space Jam. So he um, got like the voice work, but like nobody there there's obviously there's no like promotion around his name or anything like that. Yeah, um, like he's not gonna be on any posters he, or anything. Yeah. So like the character sort of it's sort of like you have characters that are always more important than the voice until you have somebody with a name uh that can do the voice for that character and then there's some sort of promotion there yeah that, that actually reminds me a lot of uh to go back to lego movie this this was the harley quinn thing right um because they, I, I forgot who it was but harley quinn had been played regularly by uh, i forgot who it was but it was a famous uh, voice actress tara strong i think is the most recent yeah. um and they, like big harley quinn voice and they replaced her twice because the first they went with, I think, uh, a comedian. And then they went with Margot Robbie because she started playing her in, in other movies. So, so basically they replaced this uh, supposedly icon- iconic voice twice. That's not to say like the other performances were bad, but I remember this being a kind of a, a, I don't know, people were angry about it, I remember. Yeah, I, I, I guess it does suck for video game, not video game, sorry, like voice actors who, or voice actresses. Who are like I mean, doing it wrong, but yeah. Specifically, um, only voice actors or voice actresses. But I think when you get to these big ones, like like something like a Mario, or whatever. I don't know if there's a solution to it. I, I, I think voice uh, just actors in general who also do voice act, like it's it's not immune to just Mario, right? Like you can go back to Lion King and whatnot. Uh, you can go. A lot of these new films always get like a star-studded cast of voice actors, and then they do the behind the scenes as like hype, pre like pre promotion things. Um, yeah, there's there's no real fix to it, and I don't think you can fix it because at the end of the day, those actors just have bigger names, and when you get to that size of a like you said with the with the um, Space Jam, they did get Zendaya, but then they got a famous voice actor to do other characters. So I guess it wasn't too bad. Yeah. Well, I feel like, well, just make a correction. Like, so Margot Robbie didn't didn't voice Harley Quinn, but it, they did replace the animation uh, voice actor actresses with other people. So I want to make a correction there. But I feel like um, Keith could maybe enlighten us here because the reason they do this is I imagine they have a lot of data that says when we try to do these movies and, and you you would think conventional wisdom or maybe 
maybe it's unconventional wisdom would be you can just use good voice actors for less money and save money there. It doesn't matter. You're not going to see the faces of these stars in these animated movies anyway. But I guess the reason why they do cast these famous voices is because they have evidence that it, it, it draws audiences, right? So, so what, what do you think? Is, is this like flawed conventional wisdom or has it been proven out a lot, Keith? Uh, well, it's interesting um, because like, I feel like it's, it's working off of what most people would accept and that's the big names draw big money at the box office, whether it be live action or animated. Um, but I think it's, it's actually interesting in a way with, um, what if on Disney plus the MCU animated show where they've gotten a lot of, uh, the live action talent to voice the characters, but other ones have been replaced. Uh, like black widow has a new, uh, voice actress. Spider-Man has a new voice actor, uh, Drax and etc. Um, and it's, I haven't seen any sort of negative reaction to it. Um, but there's been a lot of discussion just about like who is voicing these characters because they're not the voices that we would expect. Um, especially given that some of the characters are in fact voiced by their live action, um, players. Uh, but I feel like it's, it's interesting in that I think you could get away with using, voice actors who don't have big names because um well in situations like Mario and stuff because the characters will sell the movie um on their own but when you have like an original movie with characters that are existing for like the first time it's probably much better just to have the the bigger names attached to it. Yeah, that makes oh. sense. Well, I want to make so I wanted to present just like my counterexample of like why I actually I personally think that casting stars might be overrated. Uh, like doesn't hasn't Disney done this for years? Disney and Pixar like they rarely occasionally you know they'll cast someone who's like who we know, but generally it's not super famous people, right? All these Disney animated classics and now the CG classics, all the Pixar movies, generally they don't have star-studded casts, but they do really, really well and they make a ton of money. And I mean, is that because, I mean, I don't know, is that because they have a brand cachet? Like they've built up so much, uh, you know, goodwill and so they have such a good reputation with the fans that they can just put anything out there and people will go see it because it's Disney. And, yeah. is this, and do other companies just not have that sort of like uh, reputation to go off of? Definitely. Uh, definitely yeah so the thing is uh disney a lot of their older animation like the like the renaissance era animation and stuff yeah. they went like oh i, I don't want to say like artsy but they they went like as artistic as possible where they were getting like big name like stage singers and stuff like that uh yeah that like normal general audiences wouldn't know but um 
they so they did that but then like recently it's like sort of a mixed bag it still tends to be probably uh lesser names in that sense but then you have uh like frozen with Kristen bell and idina menzel and stuff like that so yeah but they were sort of like a toss-up yeah, but they 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 don't have like huge A list star appeal. Like they're they're for the theater geeks. They they cast them for for the quality of the music. Yeah, uh, I mean they're, I they're bigger names than like Leia Salonga yeah. Yeah. would have been at the time of Mulan to like a general audience. Yeah, well, to, to actually to to counter my own argument, I guess when Pixar was first coming out, Toy Story, they cast uh, Woody. Uh, who was it? Uh, who was Woody? Tom Hanks and uh, Tim Allen, right? So I guess when Pixar didn't have when they didn't have a reputation, they had to cast these uh, stars to get people to come see it. So I guess that sort of answers my question a little bit. Yeah, I I mean, it would it would really be like what the marketing was like, which I wouldn't like. I don't know. I don't know if they were like selling the movie with Tom Hanks and Tim Allen, you know, but probably. But I I think they were. Yeah. It's like it's like Tom Hanks, Tim Allen, like like Don Rickles, and a bunch of other like man. I, I feel like that was probably an under underrated uh, star cast. That now that I think about it, but yeah, it, I mean, it would make sense. Like uh, new studio, new characters. You know, get yeah. the big names makes sense. Yeah, and 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 then I guess I'm like uh, sort of overstating how they don't ha- they don't have to cast uh, stars because because Pixar you know occasionally they will cast like an A list uh, actor actress as, as one of their roles so I'm not saying they, they don't do it at all I'm just saying they're not as reliant on it as some of these other studios movies which seem to they just try to get like this, the longest list possible yeah, of, many. Like, of, of names that people will know so they're not they're not at that level obviously they still do it a little bit. Um, the other, the other thing that we can discuss is. Any other like that we're running out of video games that haven't been made into movies already, but any right. video games that you guys want to see as movies, I still want to see another live action of Dragon Ball Z. They obviously made that one live. I don't know how many they made, but they made the one that I watched in cinemas, and I was supremely disappointed in it. Um, are we just mixing? Are we just mixing up? Are we just mixing up anime and the games now? We're just gonna say they're all the same thing. Well, I guess, I guess you yeah, but. At the same time, there are Dragon Ball Z movie games. Sorry, so I'm I'm including it just because there are games. Mm-hmm. But I still want to see a live action of Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. Well, is this what you want? Is this what we want to see, or is what? Well, the way the way I pitched this topic in the in the pre show sheet is that if you could pitch one that you think would be good, and not the one. Oh, you okay, want to see. not the one that you well, want mean, to see. I mean, you can go either way. To be honest, I, I you can answer the question however you want. I don't think. There's necessarily gonna be any of that that's gonna be good. The Death Stranding movie. That's what we need to see. We need to see the Death Stranding movie. Yeah. And so Kotajima needs to be in the, he needs to be acting as well. Uh, uh, he would totally do it. I don't, I don't know if he'd be he any would good, do it. but he'd be, he'd, he he'd be so it. down. He'd be so down for that. Uh Hollywood so, get on the phone. Yeah. So I was going to say that I I thought that a, a Hotline Miami movie would do really well, and then they just made it. They just made John Wick. I I can't. Okay. I thought you, you meant they made John- movies. Yeah, yeah, I've seen John Wick. Yeah. Have you played Hotline Miami? No, but I get the premise of it. Like I, I've, okay, so, I've heard of it. 
Okay, so, so there's a level where you have to go into like a, like a crowded nightclub and kill a bunch of Russian gangsters, and that scene is literally like the the highlight scene in the first John Wick, where you go into the club and you ki- and he kills a bunch of Russian gangsters. Yeah. So I, I'm I, I was thinking that wow, this is a really good idea. You can make a movie that has almost no plot and just have it be about cool hyper violence, and you know people will go see it. And it'll be a good movie, and uh, and there it is. Now, now they can't make it because everyone will watch like the Hotline Miami and movie and think oh this is just john wick when uh, to be honest i don't i doubt that you know they ripped that ripped off hotline miami you know two two people can have the same good idea at the same time but but i think that's just sort of like the blueprint for you don't need to pick a movie that has the most intricate plots or the most you know most interesting story it can just be a movie that has a good aesthetic and a good sort of like um just i think that's it, more important a, a look yeah yeah it's that's more important take, than a good storyline yeah, and Hotline Miami is basically it's like the vaporwave hyperviolence game. That that's what it is. It doesn't really have a story, but I feel like if someone used that, well, I hear that you know like movies like Drive are like that too. Like they sort of tapped into that this you know recent people's like uh, obsession with vaporwave. I guess it's past now, but the one that existed like a couple of years ago. How has there never been a Call of Duty movie? Uh I'm I'm pretty sure they've been thinking about it, but it, I I think it, it has so much overlap, right? It's, yeah. It has too much overlap with all of the films. Like, what, what would distinguish it? Like, I, like, it what is it different from a, a, any action army movie, war movie? I guess there's no real difference, right? But, but I feel like the, just the name Call of Duty has enough pulling power that it will take a shitty action army movie from, like, $200 million box office to, like, a $500 million box office. Perhaps. All right. Keith, I, I searched it up. Apparently, it's indefinitely delayed. Okay. Oh, so it, it has been it it's is, been planned, but yeah. Planned, yeah. All right, Keith, any video game movies you think would do well or just you just want to see on a personal level? There's two that I want. I want Mass Effect and I want Overwatch by Pixar. <laughs> oh. It's called Overwatch okay. 2. Keith, you can call it by its name. <laughs> I want <laughs> I, okay. My my plan this whole time was that Activision shuts down Blizzard, and this was like before all the controversy and stuff. I'm ahead of the the curve on this one. Activision shuts down Blizzard, and they sell the IP. Well, Overwatch specifically. The the rest of the IP. There's other plans for it, but they sell Overwatch to Disney, and Pixar does Overwatch cross Big Hero Six. Okay. Wow, that is that is some fantasy booking right there. <laughs> that is that's a billion dollar idea right there. I, I just love how you tossed the I, the rest of the IP of Blizzard. They just said, "All right, so guys, we we, break, we kill Blizzard, and then we sell Overwatch to Pixar. Does Pixar make or does Disney make? Who makes Big Hero Six? It's a Marvel Disney. property. Uh, so is it a Marvel property? Okay. So Disney. Every, in the end, everything is Disney. And then the rest of the IP, you know, World of Warcraft, Starcraft, Hearthstone, uh, all those just chuck them in the bin, to be honest. They don't really no, matter. No, no, no. Well, there's a different <laughs> plan for them. So they, The other plan they, was to put them in the bin? Because they Warcraft, don't matter? They're irrelevant? Warcraft and Diablo stay with activision they just open other studios they open a warcraft studio and they open a diablo studio and they just like keep them um 
Starcraft, that goes in the bin because you don't even pretend like anybody cares about it anymore. <laughs> Other than plays. Wax. Wax is the only one. I don't get the point of like breaking up, breaking up Blizzard. If, it, if functionally you're going to do the same things anyway, like why not keep it under one roof? I, I don't know why you wanted to break because, it up. Because we don't need it. It can just be Activision. Yeah. The, Nobody wants to say Warcraft Activision Studio, Blizzard. Diablo okay. Studio. And if they hold on to Overwatch, Overwatch goes to Sledgehammer. And then you just okay. let Infinity Ward and Treyarch continue making Call of Duty games. Okay. I just want to go back to the movies for a second. So, so you think that the uh, your big Hero Six Six Overwatch you know, by Pixar that you you think that's just commercially viable? That'll just do well because that's a good idea. Yeah, the the merch is insane. You would make so okay. much money off of that movie. All right. And and Mass Effect is more of a you just want to see it like you have no idea whether that'll actually ever work as a movie if it'll do well if it'll well, be any you good. know it's gonna do well because Star Wars exists. Mm. You can do a big budget sci-fi blockbuster using Mass Effect, and it would do amazing. Yeah, at like least a billion and a half dollars. The the counter is Jupiter Rising. Yeah, but that's if you're bad. Oh, sorry, Jupiter just Ascending. Get, just get good people to make the movie and give them enough time to do it. But I, I feel like we just, said that we can say about any video game, though. Like, we can say that a, a bunch of video games have movies have been ruined because the the core content was good, but we just gave it to shitty people and they made a bad movie. I don't know. I would say the core content of most video games is bad. Like, no matter how much movie? you try it, you're not getting a good Street Fighter movie. And they've mm -hmm. tried, but no matter how much they try, it's not happening. I no matter how much you try, either. you're not getting a good Mortal Kombat movie. I don't care what anybody says about the new one. It's trash. It's not trash. It's, it's, not trash. Good, it's not trash. The only good parts of that movie are the beginning. The only good part is the beginning. Everything else in that movie is trash. The Aussie also, carries that movie. And maybe, it, maybe this is part of what wax is saying where they messed up the material or whatever but they didn't need to make a movie original character with a bad story yeah i agree they could have just had scorpion fight sub-zero for 90 minutes and it would have been a better movie yeah probably also i just want to say that i feel like you're overrating the popularity of space opera content i think star wars is an exception like Jupiter's ending. What, what else am I looking at? Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets. Uh, what are what are they? there's a bunch yeah, of people these try. are like based on comics that nobody's ever heard of. People there's know what Mass Effect is. Uh, I think you overrate its popularity. Obviously, the gamers will go see it, but to be like a real success, people who have never heard of it have to go see it. And I feel like, eh, that's that's a bit of a hard sell. I mean, uh, I'm not saying it well, could. You, would you not? Do you not think that? I mean, we'll eventually know because the show is happening, but do you, yeah. you don't think Halo would have done gangbusters at the box office? I, I don't think any video game is a guarantee to do well based off of its popularity in, in video I, games. I think Cod is. Ultimately, it has to be something that, like, you have to have a good director, a good script. It has to be, like, a functionally good movie. But but well, plenty yeah, of video game movies... a bad movie and then say it's going to make a bunch of money. But the the skeleton is there in Mass Effect. Yeah. Everything about that game is cinematic. It's just it's rife for being used in a sci-fi blockbuster. 
I just yeah. want a Kotajima film. Oh. The Kotajima film. It doesn't matter which way. You know, Metal Gear Solid, Death Stranding, pick pick one. Make it. Make sure he's in the movie. Um, he doesn't have to be the main character. It could just be some stupid side character that they added purely because he um, demanded that he had to be in the film. In you know, just to make just to make the whole mythology of the film better. I like it. That's what I want. On a side note, I'm very sad that Valerian in the in a city of thousand plans was bad because look Bissong, he made he made Fifth Element, and yet I don't know. Very 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 sad. This is just for me and Keith. Yeah. Well, I'll watch Fifth Element. What do you want to go talk about next, Wax? Uh, let's talk about. Hmm. Do you want to go to Do you want to go to food or do you want to go to maid cafes? Two two legitimately fantastic options in my opinion. They're the two things I think about every day: maid cafes and food. Let's do our uh, our weeb topic of the week just to just just to keep up with our reputation. So, Mayanichi newspaper. So I'll just read you the headline. Fukuoka man arrested on suspicion of stealing three rare lizards worth $29,000 from Maid Cafe. And that is just a fucking stellar headline. It's just a headline alone. It just draws your eye. There's really nothing else to read. In the, I can read you the details of the story. The headline sort of says it all. And I, I'm, I just got a... My question was like not that why would a man steal rare lizards. You steal rare lizards because they're, they're valuable. I was wondering why... Would you start a business where your theme is we're the maid cafe, but we differentiate each other from other maid cafes by having rare lizards you can pet? Because that's basically why they were the maid cafe. Yeah. So, like, what is this business model? This is like, why is Japan? Like, is it just full of people who are, hey, I'm just gonna combine my two interests in in one business? This is like that time. Uh, what was it? Article ads. There was the bar. But it also had ah, like, you're talking about the buff, had, the the gym bar, where, yes, they, where, they, bar, where they make cocktails of like drinks, and you can work out at the bar. No, and, yeah, and it has fit waitresses who who and waiters, and there were waiters as well. Okay, well, I don't even remember waitresses in the article, but yes, Terrible they will, man. they will, yeah, they, they'll they'll try to encourage you. The the the. I thought it was being sold as like they're gonna like emotionally abuse you if you don't work out hard enough. Um, I th- I think that was like, kind of like a lie, but yeah. yeah oh no, you, you seem you, you seem to be very into this idea, but uh, I'm very into the idea. Um, you know, any anyway, yeah. What's with Japan and uh, weird businesses, weird combo businesses? I think people need. Uh, the, uh, I, I I'm more disappointed that you didn't get into the whole. Hey, what is Mainichi and um, how can like let's go into the whole backstory of Mainichi and how it became us. Anyways, that's fine. Um, wait, 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 wait. Is is there a story? Is there a story? No, there isn't. But like we went through the whole the, the whole storyline of uh, was it was the other one? Sorry, news. No, I thought you yeah. had one lined up for this one. But that's okay. Well, Mainichi is just a newspaper, isn't it? That's what I think. I think it is an actual newspaper. Yeah. Yeah, it, is. it looks like it's a real newspaper. Anyways, let's let's yeah. keep going. Um, why? Because why not? Like, the thing is, right? If you're making a maid cafe, like what what separates you from the thousands of other maid cafes, right? Everybody needs a selling point, a shtick, right, to make you unique. And some maid cafes go and they call cat, they cat um maid cafe, 
you know, shtick, um, where you can, it's like, they dressed as cats, yeah. maybe there are cats. Um, others do, the, I saw one that was like a card game one where you play like poker or whatever against the, um, the maids. The maids. Okay. Yeah. There, there are a few ones. Um, so yeah. yeah I, those I, are kind of, those feel obvious though. Those, those are, are obvious. Those make, okay. Those make, those make intuitive sense, right? Th- those, you don't have to, you don't, it's not really a stretch. Yeah. Is there like, just a big market for, for petting rare lizards in Japan? Like that I did not know about. Have you ever pet a lizard? No. Why? You should pet them. They feel good to pet. They're interesting. Really? So, yeah. yeah. Are, 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 they, are, are they warm? Not particularly, but it's just a unique sensory experience to pet a lizard. Okay. Um, look, obviously people have lizards as pets, right? Like it's, it's, yeah. it's not completely out of the... Yeah. A lizard isn't a tiger. They, yeah, but, but like reptiles and amphibian pets are for like people who want to stand out like most people like you know they're not popular pets yeah they're, they're not they're popular want, if people want to be special like having a if you want a snake you gotta be you're a snake you're the snake person like if you if you have a friend who owns a snake that's that, that's that, the whole that, personality that, that, that automatically becomes like their their biggest trait yeah you know what i mean right if yeah, yeah, yeah I, get, friend, I get what you mean yeah 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 like to you that guy is like the guy the guy with the snake like, automatically like mm-hmm. these no matter what else he does, he could be like an astronaut, but he could no, he's the guy with the snake. Yeah, fair enough. Um, I think the I, I, the owner has to have some liking of reptiles. Maybe that's the thing. The owner themselves yeah. was, is a big reptile fan. So this Do is just say? like a this is probably just a pure like personal fancy. You think it's not even a business thing? This guy's like, hey, I like maids. I Look, like it, reptiles. Fucking if, deal with it. Is, if is I'm ever thing? in Fukuoka, I'll go to this mate cafe. Alright. So so they've they've okay. made a they've made a custom out of me. At the very least, they've piqued my interest. See, I feel like you you so your version of this business wouldn't be as weird, because it, it'll just be a gym, but it'd be anime themed. And that's like you know what, that makes sense to me. It it's not the craziest thing in the world. I, I feel like that that would be your business. You, the, co- the random combination of your interest in your business is like actually it makes sense. You should do that. Start an anime gym. That's um yeah, anime gym probably already exists. Uh, I, you know what I want to do actually. You know what this inspires me. I want to find the weirdest made cafes and I want to go to them. But the thing is, made cafes are supposed to be expensive, right? So I need people to give me money to do this. Um, in which case, the way to do this, and if you want to see this kind of content, you can go to www dot coffee that's ko-fi.com slash the jujus where you can support us monetarily and you can support me going to japan and going to weird mate cafes and reviewing them yeah for your entertainment okay yeah keep going ads ads what's what's weirder or or what's what's weirder in your mind is it a lizard petting zoo made cafe or is it an esports bar i've been to a few esports bars I've never been to a lizard cafe. Um, I'm thinking the lizard cafe, if I'm honest. Uh, All right, which which one do you think draws the weirder clientele? Esports, esports bar. Yeah, yeah. same, same. G- gamers are weird. Although gamers would also probably go to a, a meat cafe too, right? Maybe not. I don't know. Maybe. Um, I have not been to a maid cafe. I, don't, I I know there used to be one in New York. I have no idea if it still exists. I feel like it has it has like, gone out of business. Like I never went to one. Uh, yeah. So, what do you think, Wax? Wait, you haven't said your one. What's your one? 
Is he uh, in an esports made cafe? Nah, <laughs> esports cafe. <laughs> Let me look that up. The the degeneracy in something like that would just be. I wouldn't insure you. I wouldn't insure you. If you made an esports made cafe, you're uninsurable. That's the truth. I'm trying to see if the May Cafe actually exists in New York still. I think I think they all went out of business. Regardless, okay. I I'm I'm trying to think, but uh, I can't come up with a good. So it's gonna it's gotta be a one. It's it's not gonna be a bar. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be a food truck. What, what, what random fucking bullshit can I can I fit into this food truck? A May Cafe food truck. Yeah, that's, that's, that, that's a good idea. That's actually a good idea, though. Fuck me, I was trying to tell you this. That's a good idea. That's actually that's actually a good idea that would work. I think. I was, I was gonna say East East Forest food truck sounds like a idea that would, that's terrible and something that I I would do. God. Okay. An esports made cafe food truck. All right, write that down. All right. <laughs> Keith, do you have one? I think Keith is in here. Maybe hear Keith, hear yeah. me out. This is a billion dollar idea. Okay. You take a, a hotel, and while you're in the hotel, <clears throat> the whole time you're doing Star Wars role play. I'm pretty sure that's just a love hotel. Where you get to cosplay as Star Wars. Okay, well, I mean, that's not what I was going for. I was, <laughs> I was just talking about the the Galactic Star Cruiser Hotel or whatever they're opening. But you mean the the ship? Isn't it a ship? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's not a a real ship. It's a hotel. It, but like, yes, they're not like sending people into space to do Star Wars role play. Unfortunately, not yet. Not yet. Anyways. But uh, Daddy Bezos and Elon Musk, who is now single, by the way, um, allegedly, I don't actually know if that's true at all. Um, they'll they'll fix they'll they'll figure out how to make Star Wars a ho- love hotel in space. They're gonna make it for us, and then Keith can yeah. go. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I have any use for a love hotel. I mean, look, it doesn't matter if you have any use for it. Would you not want to go? To a Star Wars love hotel in space, like, come on, I'd go. Oh, it's probably weird. Question: You don't have to answer, but question: When you <laughs> went to Japan, did you go to a soap land? No. Uh, my friends, my friend, would you say yes if you did? Yeah, I would say yes because my friends really a, wanted to go. Can I ask a question? Uh, <laughs> what is a soap land? I feel like I know the answer, but I just want to make sure. <laughs> It's uh, it's like a like a bath bra. Mom, if you're listening, turn it off now. It's like a you know, it's like a it's like a land of soap, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. so so it, it's it's a real it's a real brothel. Like it's act, it's not like one of those places where like because they have, you know I know the Asian uh, night establishments they have places where they just like lead you on, but there's no actual. It's not a real brothel. Is it, this is like an actual actual brothel? Yeah, it's an actual brothel. Yeah. Okay. Okay. They don't really exist anymore, as far as I know. There's like a couple of them that that are still around. They used to be like real prominent, but like the business fell off. So I I don't know if it's the business fell off, but the the rules around brothels in Japan is weird. In that, if you existed before the anti brothel law, I'm not going to pretend like I know what it's called. A law came into existence. You technically still can run, but the thing is that. 
nobody else can buy the business off you. So the the business is basically tied to the person who made it. And if that person dies or decides they don't want to do it, you can't buy the business off them. Mm-hmm. So basically it just dies with them. So it, it has to be fa- It's a family business at this point, right? Um, as far as I can tell. Uh, yes, yeah, so it's a family business. I'm going to say that that's not a weird idea. Combining a brothel plus anything is, is not a weird idea. That, that's the, that'll just make money. So Star Wars brothel, that's what Keith's trying to say. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, that's not what I'm trying to say. <laughs> that's <laughs> what y'all are trying to say. I don't know. Look, okay. I would have went to a soap land just for the experience, but uh, we tried. We, we couldn't find any that were like West, uh, foreigner friendly enough to not pay like $1,000. Dude, wow. I'm just going to say this low key. I don't know if you. I, I've never paid for sex, but I don't care if you do. Um, but sitting <laughs> in a brother waiting for friends is the funniest experience ever. I, I think it. It's the most hilarious thing. Uh, all brothel owners or uh, managers are funny. They're just funny. Like it's a funny experience. You're just sitting there on couches waiting for your mates. Eventually, you walk outside because it just gets too awkward. It just it's a funny experience, you know. You know, like so you should experience that. You don't have to do the full experience, but just going into there and just waiting for a friend is funny enough. Okay, I gotta ask, like. What kind of friends do you have that take you there and make you wait outside? Like, wh- why? And why would you agree to this? Why wouldn't you just ha- like say, "Hey, meet, meet up in a meet up in whatever, meet up later"? You know, you know what? Now you say that, why did I do that? I already done like two just, times. Like, did your friend need like the emotional support? Like, hey, could you could you like come along with me? Like, I'm Maybe. sort of afraid to come go go myself. Is that what it was? Like, you, your friend needed I, the support. I think I think we just you just too smashed to think of anything else. Um, Maybe that. Uh, I actually know now that you say that. Why did I go back to the Airbnb? Um, n- no answer. No comment. Okay. All right. Well, do we want to go to the song recommendations <laughs> and, uh, and close uh, close out? Yeah, sure. I'll start. Um, okay. Because uh, I'm the only one with, with something on the list. Uh. My song recommendation is Knees by Injury Reserve. Um, they'd recently they'd recently put out their latest and possibly last album, um, which is called By the Time I Get to Phoenix. Injury Reserve are a hip-hop trio, two rappers, one producer. Um, sadly, one of the rappers passed away last year named Groggs. And this album is kind of, sort of, not really, like a tribute album, and it's probably the last Injury Reserve album. It's an incredibly like experimental album, far more expensive experimental than even their most experimental music. Um, and these is is a is on that same aspect. I, I love the whole um, refrain. You know, my knees hurt when I grow. It's just like rela- I relate to that comment a lot because I got a lot of knee pain when I was growing up. Um, and yeah, it's got like if you've heard of Black Midi or any of the, those type of artists, uh, then you know what to expect in terms of the experimental side of it. It's probably even more experimental than I would have expected. It's a super experimental record, and this is the lead single from that. Okay. Cool. Keith? Uh, I started listening to an older playlist that I have. It's not, it's not like 
old, old, but it's like the last couple of years old that I just haven't been listening to. <laughs> nice. Um, Is it 2019 uh, so old? Well, I mean, the, the <laughs> song is from 2020, so like it's like the playlist has some older stuff on it, but it's it's a lot of like recent stuff too. Uh, so the song is "Riri" by Amine. Oh, yeah. Um, obviously, uh, in reference to Rihanna. So good track. Oh, is it really? Oh, is it really a reference? Yeah. yeah. Cool. It's a good track. Talented right. dude. Right. I am also just going through my old playlist trying to find. I actually arrived at the point where I cannot fucking remember if I have recommended a song or not because we've been doing this like how many times? Same. That's shocked. why I want ads to put this playlist together so I can look at. I've got the playlist together. That has the most recent ones where you wrote. I have like the first ten episodes and like the last fifteen episodes, but I don't have the ones in the middle. So I need to rewatch. Yeah. I just feel like I'm going to recommend a song and you're like, no, you actually recommended it like three times already. I'm like, God, damn, God fucking damn it. All right, okay. That's why I go I'm with gonna... new songs. All right, I'm, I'm going to just go with another like very uh, old millennial song. Uh, I'm going to go with Metric. Is Metric still around? I don't know. Just like, again, I don't yeah. know what that is. More indie rock from the 2000s. Okay, I'm going to go with uh, Metric. The song is Help, I'm Alive. And uh, I just listened. To, I just like this song because I listened to it a lot when I was playing NBA Two K Fourteen, and it just, it just, it's burned in my memory. Does it help? I'm alive. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, okay. You probably, you probably know. This is like one of their most famous songs. Yeah, yeah. I remember this from. I used, I used to listen you know, to like video game playlists. Yeah, you know what? I, I do, I do think now that now, since I'm older than the audience, I can just recommend songs from the two thousands that were very popular then, and there's a chance that it won't be like stuff everyone has heard of already. So maybe this is my niche. Just just go through everything I listened to in the two thousands, and people will be like, ah, oh, you know what? I never heard this before. Yeah. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. That's all we got for today. Hope you guys enjoyed learning about um, brothel etiquette and other topics. I forgot what all the other topics were. Honestly, that's the last thing I remember. Um, that's it. Uh, thanks that's for listening. A, that's, a, that's the title of the pod, Brothel Etiquette. That's the title. <laughs> yeah, that's the, that's, that's, don't make that the title. Uh, thanks for listening, and we'll catch you guys when we catch you guys. Peace.